this is Adria. For the month of April, I have been doing a series on a few of my favorite things. This week, I want to share with you my favorite book besides the Bible. <laughs> my book, The Joy Box Journal, is one of my favorite things. Little did I know five years ago that I would have the opportunity to have a book published by a traditional publisher and have a beautiful hardcover, a unique feature in my book with a box in the front cover to put together. And then these little notepads at the back to use during the use of the book and answering questions and writing them on the little notepads and then keeping them in the box for generations to come. When I was in high school and college, I didn't do so good in English and grammar and all of that. My grades were bad. And I never felt like I was a good writer. Back then, this was before computers, so you can tell how old I am. I'm like a dinosaur. <laughs> but anyway, we would handwrite our papers and we would turn them into the teachers and they would return them with red blood ink stains on them. And mine was usually covered <laughs> I couldn't hardly see my own writing because of it. But I say that jokingly, but it really was true. And so I really felt like that I never was a good writer. But I have learned a lot over the past five years. I have learned that writing is all about story. And if you can tell a good story, you can get somebody to edit your material. You can get somebody to help with those commas and semicolons and everything else. I have learned to enjoy writing. It's fun. I can just write until my heart's content about a topic. I can go back and edit it the best that I possibly can. And then I hire an editor to fix anything that needs to be fixed. I tell you that because I want to encourage you that you might be that person that beats yourself up that you never were good in writing or presenting papers in school. But that doesn't mean that you're not an author, that you're not a creative person. I can't draw much except for a stick figure, and it doesn't even look that good. <laughs> I tell people all the time I'm not an artist. You know, I'm an artist in my own way, but I just don't have that creative skill. Now, I could probably learn just like I've done with my writing, and I could probably create something with someone's assistant and help. But it all goes back to a matter of what you enjoy. I have learned over the past two years, and I never thought I would say this, that I actually do enjoy speaking. And I know that's taken a long time for me to be able to say that, but I actually have been enjoying doing Facebook Lives and sharing with you all just things that I encounter and funny stories and sad stories and glad stories and just walking through life together. You know, this past year has been difficult and I have tried to 
be an encouragement to my audience, to people that um, need that encouragement. And there were times that I needed it. But as I worked through the topics, I received encouragement as well. And I would receive a burst of energy. Often when I speak, I get a burst of energy. It usually wears me out because I really do give all that I have during that time that I speak. And I try to be the best that I possibly can be. And so when I'm done, I'm usually done. (laughs) I'm usually so tired that I have to take a break, a brain break. I have to go outside and get some fresh air and rest and recover. And then I'm ready for the next time. I wanted to tell you about how my book happened and why it is now one of my favorite things. You see, when our son Blake was born, you all have heard some of his story. He was born by emergency C-section. I went to the doctor and did not have any idea that we were having any problems. We didn't know anything was wrong with our child. And so I go in for a little stress test with my regular weekly meeting with my OBGYN. And they were having a hard time getting a good heartbeat on our baby. So they asked me to go on over to the hospital. And before I knew it, I was being asked a lot of questions. I was being hooked up to IVs. And our doctor came in and said, we're having a baby right now. And so little did we know, when I woke up from anesthesia, I heard my husband sniffling. And I asked, what's wrong? And he said, well, our son has a condition called spina bifida. I had heard of that before. But I really didn't know what it was. So I asked him and he he told me that it was an opening in the spine and that they were going to have to care flight him to Dallas, Texas. We were in Paris, Texas at the time. And so they care flighted our son to Dallas and my husband drove and went there. And I was left in Paris, Texas. None of our family was there, just our church family. All of our relatives lived in or near Kentucky. And so I found myself alone here. I had been expecting a baby for nine months and the baby was out, but I had no baby. I was there by myself. And so I discovered an outlet of journaling, of writing what I was feeling and the emotions that I was having. And I was able to share that with people as they would come and visit. And I would tell them some of the things that I would write down, some of the feelings that I would have. And I even wrote up a thank you for our doctor and how we appreciated all that he had done. And little did I know that he had really struggled with what had happened with our son and that, and that he had never picked up on the spina bifida. But you see, at the time that I had the ultrasounds, Blake was turned the wrong way. It could never be detected. And of course, that was 21 years ago. So they really didn't have the testing and things like they do today to be able to tell that there was something wrong. But as I thanked this doctor and told him that I appreciate all he was doing for me and all that he had done to help get our son to the proper care in Dallas. He was touched and moved by what I wrote, but I really did write it from my heart and just expressed my gratitude for him taking care of me. Later, his wife had told me um, at a regular visit that I had that 
her husband, who was the OBGYN, she worked in the office with him. She told me one day that he really struggled with the the birth of our son and the problems that he had. And I told her that, you know, there was nothing he could have done beyond what he did. And after I shared with him my appreciation and wrote him a note, he was relieved. I was glad to know that I was able to share with him in written form how much I appreciated him and how much it was okay that there was nothing that he could have done otherwise to have detected this, uh, this illness. So I tell you all of that because writing and journaling began 21 years ago when I gave birth to our son. And then over the years, as time went on, about five to seven years later, I was asked to speak at a MOPS group and to do weekly devotions and share some inspiration. Well, at first, I was like, oh, I've never done that before. I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. But I began to step into that and begin to find that I enjoyed researching and asking God what he wanted me to share with these moms to encourage them. And I found a new kind of energy, a new kind of love for research and writing and speaking. And this was many years ago, 10 to 15 years ago. So one day I found out that a lady here in Woodbridge, Virginia at our church was an editor for her job. And so I asked her, I said, do you um, do any kind of editing for people outside of your work. And so she replied to me and said, well, I sure do. And I said, well, I have done some writing and I was looking for someone to look at my material and see if possibly there's an option for me to maybe write a book of encouragement. You know, I didn't want to write a memoir of our son's life you know, one of the things that my husband and I have really strived to tell people is we don't want you to feel sorry for us. We want you to celebrate that we made it through that difficult time in our life. You know, most marriages don't make it after they've had children with special needs or children with handicaps. They, they just struggle to make it. We want you to celebrate with us that we made it, that we came on the other side, that we can still have the joy of the Lord. I wanted something to maybe give a glimpse into our life and then share encouragement of how to get through difficult times. And that's why I always say in whenever I talk or in any of my writing that you can still have joy even in the midst of any difficult situation. You can look for those joyful moments, but you have to be looking. You have to have your eyes open, your ears open, all of your senses on alert. And sometimes you have to go back and reflect on those moments to be able to discover that there were some joyful things. There were some things that happened that were part of God's plan for your life, and you can celebrate those joys. And so Lauren Craft is my editor, and she helped me, and we met every week on Saturdays for four hours to begin to put together some devotions. We began to put those together and brainstorm and came up with this idea of 
the joy box journal. And I had also expressed that I wanted something unique and different, but I didn't know what that would look like. And I had even brainstormed putting a box in the book or putting a book in a box. I didn't really know what that would look like. I researched, I didn't see anything out there on the market like it. And so, um, you know, I kind of just said, okay, well, let's work on these devotions, these inspirational uh, pieces and submit that as a book proposal. I didn't even put in there at the time that I wanted to have a box in the book because I really didn't know if that would be possible. So we began going to writers conferences. We attended the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference, and I've been attending there for five years. And I learned and gathered so much information. And if you have if you have any interest in writing or becoming an author, I encourage you to go and find a writers conference near you or go to one and really grow in your skills and network. You will learn so much. I have learned so much and continue to learn so much from all of these authors and speakers. And it is just an incredible journey. At the writers conferences, they also have agents and publishers that come and you can actually present uh, to them your idea. You get like a 15 minute interview. And so one year, I think it was, I mean, I did it every year, but I think it was like the second or third year I was speaking with a publisher and they were interested and they asked me to send a book proposal to them. A few months later, I received an email from the publisher and they said, Hey, we are looking to put your book before the pub board, the publishing board, and possibly look at publishing your book. Well, you see, I had already been in five other compilation books with some other authors. I'd been in a couple of different magazines and written some little articles. And I didn't really know if I was going to be able to publish my book. And so I had kind of put my book on hold. But then out of the blue, a couple of weeks later, after I had said, I'm going to let my book rest for a while, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to focus on writing in compilation books because I feel like I can touch more lives when you have multiple authors in one book. But it was just a short month later that I heard from this publisher and they said, we want to publish your book. Well, I remember reading that email and I was sitting on my front porch at the time and I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I was shocked. When I found out that this publisher wanted to publish my book, it became an emotional journey for that weekend. You know, I would have thought that I'd been running up and down the roads and screaming and just so excited, but it actually hit me in a different way. I became very emotional. How in the world is this happening? And so as the days went on, I had four or five months to get my full manuscript to that publisher. And we began the publishing process. And wow, it is a journey. And um, I'm with a traditional publisher, Hashette Book Group. And so it took about a year, year and a half for it to get out. And they came back with the design and I had no idea what the front cover would look like. And I fell in love with it instantly. And the hard cover copy was a shock and a surprise to me. I never expected anything like it. And as we were going through this publishing journey, the editor reached out to me and said, hey, we have this idea that we want to put a box in the book, but we don't know what the cost is going to be or anything like that. But we wanted to let you know. Well, I could not believe what I was hearing. And so I emailed her back and I said, well, you're not going to believe this. I had already brainstormed all these different ideas 
about boxes in the book. So I sent them to her and sure enough, we ended up with the box. We ended up with these little notes at the back. You write that answer on your note and then you put that in your little box. And so your family and friends will be able to know what has brought you joy. In July, 2019, my book was released. We ordered 300 books to have my book signing party. I wanted to do my book signing at fun and exciting place. So I began to research and think. And one day I said, I would like to do that at Chick-fil-A. So I reached out to Chick-fil-A. They were like, yes, we, we've been wanting to do a, la- a ladies night out for a long time. And we have, we think it would be great for you to do your book signing. We're going to have maybe three or four other vendors there. And it would be a night for moms and women to come in and eat their dinner, get a book, get some other little fun things, just have a celebration. They provided refreshments. They pr- provided all of these baskets of goodies. And I put a book in each basket. They actually provided a gift card in one of the baskets. And I heard that they had like a hundred dollar gift card in there. And so it was an amazing night. We met from four to eight. We wanted to make sure to hit all the different crowds of people that would come in to eat. I sold over 200 books that night. We had a full house of people and it was just an over-the-top experience. But little did I know that was just the beginning of my journey. You see, I discovered that I needed to speak. I needed to share about my book to be able to sell my book. And so I began this speaking adventure. I hired a speaking coach, Monica Schmeltner with Christian Television Network. She has been outstanding. She has helped me so much along the way. And we have discovered that I am supposed to be speaking. And little did I know that about five months after my book came out and we released it at Chick-fil-A and during the promotion of my book and the release at Chick-fil-A, I had done all these videos and, and done a lot of posting on different social media platforms. And I found out that there was this contest with the Christian Authors Network, and they were going to be attending the International Christian Visual Media Conference, and they were having a contest for promotion of your book or product. And if you wanted to submit, uh, you could, and I submitted to the um, the visual media and um, promotion of my book. So in November, early November, I found out that I was a finalist for the promotion of my book. And so I was invited to come to this banquet in Nashville. So I went and little did I know the night of the banquet that I won first place. I won the gold for promotion of my book. Well, I'd only been doing this for four or five months. I could not believe that how in the world do I win something like this? And it was because I shared my heart. I shared every week leading up to my book release about different boxes that I have. And one of the boxes that I have here at my house is a wooden box that we keep and have kept all of our son, Blake, all of his special things, like some special clothing, toys, his glasses, special memories that we have, that we had with him. And so I opened that one day and shared that on a video and that really touched people. And then over the next year, I ended up winning two more awards for my book. And you see, here's the thing. 
I never dreamed about winning an award. I never dreamed about doing a book, but God had different plans. And now I'm on this exciting journey. And just here in 2021, I have already had like 15 speaking engagements virtually, of course, but some of those are going to start opening up to in-person. But already in just a few short months, I have had quite a few speaking engagements and I've been having fun. And one of the things that has come out of this whole thing that really happened last week, and it, it actually really touched me, I was asked to speak to a group of college students in Texas on their virtual um, Zoom, they were having a national trio day for students. They wanted me to come and share about journaling and how it helps you when you have anxiety and stress and a lot on your plate. And so I ended up doing a uh, two-day session uh, for two different groups of students, and it was called The Adventures of Journaling. Brad Gifford, he is the director there at the Tyler Community College, and he had asked me uh, and called me one day. And it was a kind of an interesting call because um, I had just been journaling before he called and I had written this phrase, God, I need something fun and new to do. And 30 minutes later, my friend, Brad Gifford called me. I hadn't heard from him for over a year. And out of the blue, he calls me and says, Hey, we want you to do something for us. And before I knew it, I was on a zoom call with his staff and they were asking me to come and speak to this group of students on a virtual meeting. So I began to put together this PowerPoint, which I'd never done a PowerPoint before, and put together the adventures of journaling. And boy, did I have fun. And now I've been asked by another organization to do two different sessions and workshops on journaling. It is a whole new adventure that I am on and who would have known and thought that my book would take me and place me in this moment in time? And so I wanted to share these things with you to encourage you. You never know what adventure you're going to be going on. You see, I thought my adventure was my book, but it has been far beyond that. It has been, it has been an amazing journey so far. I can't even imagine what's next because I've had so much fun so far and I have just really, really enjoyed um, the, the adventure that I've had. And so I want to encourage you that as you continue to grow in whatever area that you're trying to learn and specialize in, I want to encourage you to step into it, see how you are directed and moved forward. Maybe it will take you on a different direction that you never dreamed. Maybe you'll adjust and switch into a different lane, even if it's writing or drawing or painting. Um, there are so many different creative things that you can do out here today, even podcasting. And so I want to encourage you today, begin to do something that you think you enjoy doing and see where it leads because you never know. It just might be your new favorite 
thing. And I am currently working on three or four other book proposals and have sent those book proposals out to publishers. And so I'm just kind of in a waiting mode again. Seems like it's kind of starting all over again, but that's okay. And that's part of it. And it's kind of like, okay, if God wants me to do another book, then we'll see what, you know, when and where the doors open. And that's just what you have to do. So I just want to encourage you all today to be on the lookout for joy, step into the next adventure and see where it goes. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye.